Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, amazing people. Welcome to this episode today. As you can see, we've got a guest on board. It's Janessa. She was one of my amazing one-to-one clients. Loved working with her. She has so much to share in this episode. I think a lot of you will be able to relate to a lot of her journey. Things like the people pleaser in her that just was so dominant before. It was it drove so many of her actions, caring about what other people would think about her body if she gained weight. So we did a lot of work on that and you'll hear about that. She also had grown up identifying as that athlete, the sporty girl. And as she grew, as her body grew, that felt difficult to, she kind of fought with that label of being the athlete, but also the girl struggling with binge eating and struggling with food in her body. So more on that as well in the conversation. Overall, you guys are going to get a ton out of this. You're going to also get a glimpse into what my one-to-one coaching is like. I love my one-to-ones. So you'll hear about that. And more than anything, I am just incredibly proud of Janessa. She came to me kind of following her intuition, which I'm proud of. She came to me and she just did the work. Like everything we discussed, she put it into action and she saw the results. And that just makes me so damn happy because... When I work with someone, whether it's one-to-one, in my group coaching, I put in 100% and all I ask is that you guys give 100% too. We meet halfway and that's how we get the results. That's how she gets this life that she's living now. You guys don't hear it, but when we first started the call, I asked her, how are you doing? And she said, great. I love my life. I literally love myself and I love my life. And that is all I ever want for my clients. So it makes me so happy to hear that months after we finished our one-to-ones, which is when we recorded this, that's how she's feeling. Like it made me smile so much. So without further ado, let's hear from Janessa in three, two, one. Welcome Janessa to the show. I'm super excited to have you here because you finished the one-to-one coaching quite a while ago. So you've had even some time to live your life without me and just see how things go. And I can't wait to jump in and let everyone know how your journey was and what life looks like for you now. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to do this. Awesome. So maybe just kick things off by giving us a little bit of an introduction about who you are. Well, I'm from uh, Montana in the United States and I kind of grew up more on a farm. I'm more the uh, ranch type person than was very into sports all through high school. I actually continued to do two sports in college, um, was very active in there, loved the arts, the theater. This past year, I just moved up to a northern part in Montana, and I'm now teaching, and it's my first year doing that, so that's kind of a sum of me and where I'm at. Awesome, exciting. I didn't know that you you were like into drama and the arts and theater as well. (laughs) Yes, and I loved it. The high school I went to, I always tell people this, but we had all of our athletes were also on theater and they were doing art and they were on the stage, which is really cool. Cause I feel like usually that's kind of separated between like the theater kids and the, um, 
athletic kids, but it was mm-hmm. all combined, which was awesome. You guys must have been such a close-knit group as well, like doing sports and theater together. Yeah, it was. It was a good, and it was a small school, so. Mm-hmm. So usually I start things off just to loosen things up, ask some random quick fire kind of questions, <laughs> let people know a bit more about you. So uh-huh. let's jump in. Let people know what's your favorite hobby. Ooh, favorite hobby. I love painting or riding mm-hmm. horses. I'd say between those two. Riding horses. That's so cool that you have that option. It's just like a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> because like in London, that's just not a thing. You'd have to like go outside the city and I'm sure the landscape as well is just so beautiful and like the nature yeah. side of it as well all makes it so cool. Yeah. How about your favorite way to unwind? I think... My ideal way would probably be hanging out with animals. Um, Mm -hmm. I love just to like cuddle with a dog or with horses or anything like that. I also, I would say painting is really fun. Um, Or just, I like baths also, which Mm -hmm. is kind of, I haven't been able to do as much, especially going through college. I never did, but I love getting like a hot tea or something and yeah a nice hot bath but that's so nice and what do you love most about yourself about myself yeah oh I like this question (laughs) I love I love my outgoing personality I love Mm -hmm. that I'm pretty game to do anything I think that's something I love about that's a really nice trait to have my boyfriend has that and I'm like that's like one of the best traits to have okay quick fire done now let's take a journey back in time and it'd be amazing if you could open up about what your food and body journey looked like how it sort of grew snowballed and got to the point where you were like I need help with this yeah so I think it kind of started well when I was little I was kind of Janessa I was my own person and I Mm -hmm. loved that I thrived at being my own little horse girl loving person. Mm -hmm. I think once it got to kind of middle school areas when I started becoming that people pleaser and that Mm -hmm. hit where I wanted to be liked, I wanted everyone in the group to be my friend and to like me. And then going into high school, that's when I started really getting into athletics. And it was that same sort of thing. At that time, I was, I grew, I'm about six foot now. Um, So when in high school, I was very, very skinny because Mm -hmm. obviously like my body grew and I didn't have the weight to hold it, but that's kind of what I thought was normal. And I was very Mm -hmm. athletic. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm skinny, I'm tall, Mm -hmm. I'm athletic. Um, And then I think my senior year, I would kind of overwork out, but I didn't think it was unhealthy necessarily. Now thinking back about it, that kind of led up to everything because I remember I'd go to the gym at like 11 o'clock at night or something like that because I couldn't miss out on a workout. Like I wanted to get in all these workouts for everything I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then I think when I got to college, my body started changing and it became a healthy, normal build. Mm -hmm. But I was so um, tiny that I saw this healthy build as, oh my goodness, I'm gaining so much wait, how am I going to be athletic? How am I going to um, continue with sports or anything like that? Mm -hmm. But my freshman year of college was still pretty good. I think I was very aware of food a lot more and Mm -hmm. I was overly cautious of being healthy at that point. So all adding up, I wouldn't say I had binge eating, but I over obsessed about the health or the Mm -hmm. healthy foods. 
And then sophomore year of college, that's when it kind of hit. And that's when I still remember the very first time where I ate an entire thing of ice cream to myself. Mm -hmm. And that was like the first time where I was sitting on my counter and it was just that pure guilt in that, okay, why am I eating this? But then Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, the only way to um, help these feelings is just to eat more. And then um, it started with the binge eating. And then it was like the freaked out of, okay, now I'm getting a lot of food in my body. What Mm -hmm. am I going to do? Like, how am I going to see other people? How am I going to compete in in sports? I don't want anyone noticing if I go home and Mm -hmm. gain weight or anything like that. So then I became, um, or I started binging after that because I was like, okay, well, I'm getting this food in. I have to get it out. This exercise stuff isn't working. It's not working to say, oh, I'll just work out more tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd binge a ton and that was crazy because I had roommates. So whenever they would leave, um, I would binge or I had a gas station where I used to go into all the time or I'd go to Walmart and I go to the bathrooms in the very back of the store Wow, um, and purge there because yeah, right. I needed to. It was like this obsession that if I had food, I had to get it out. Mm-hmm. But if there was people at my house, I couldn't do it mm-hmm. there. So um, yeah, and there was I went through a lot of different things with that. But then it was almost that relieving feeling, like I had to eat and then I had to get it out, and then okay, it was good. And then I'd stress again and eat and get it out. Mm-hmm. And then I think. Um, growing out of that, then I went and I actually told someone and I um, told my mom, I was very open with her. She's amazing Mm -hmm. with all of this. But with that, I knew I had a problem. Like I knew I was um, purging and that wasn't good. I was bulimic Mm -hmm. and it wasn't good. Um, But then I don't know if I said purging earlier. I think I was just talking about Binging. I think anyway. you said binging, but you meant purging. But I, I think meant purging. Purging. <laughs> I probably got what you meant. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny that you like tracks back just now. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I just said purging. I was like, I think that's the first time I've said that word. But anyways, I meant purging instead of binging. Um, yeah. When I was purging, I knew that I had a problem. So um, I went to a counselor. They put me on, or then I went to a doctor. The counselor didn't really work out because. Um, I went a few times and it was like, oh, peanut butter's bad. Let's maybe stay clear of peanut butter or- Was that like one of your binge foods? Yeah, that was a huge binge Mm -hmm. food is peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was like, oh, I think this is like passed down from your mom or something. And it just Mm -hmm. really bothered me and I didn't like that. So I stopped going. I went to a doctor um, because that at the time my basketball coach had known and he said like, you need to go to a doctor if you're going to continue playing pretty much. Um, they gave me some medication that just made me depressed and I didn't wow. want to get out of bed. And it was, yeah, it was kind of rough. So then um, I quit the um, purging mm-hmm. part of it. But at that time I was like, okay, I'm done with this. So I don't have a problem. So I kept right. binging, but in my head, I was like, I almost want to be purging because then I know I have a problem. I didn't think that binging, mm. I don't, I guess problem's not the right word to use, but Um, I didn't consider binging something that needed fix. I just thought that that's who I was. Whereas if I was actually purging, that's something that's noted as, okay, you need to um, get Mm -hmm. additional help. This isn't how you should be living type thing. Um, So then I kind of went through little phases where I'd purge a lot, I'd gain weight, and then I'd go for a few months and eat really healthy, lose a bunch of weight. And then it'd go back into the cycle. So I was like, yes, I'm over this. This is done. I'm so healthy now. And then something would click and it'd go back down into the binging. And then I guess 
that kind of comes up, up to the point um, I graduated college with all of that. And then um, I was in the process of moving. I was moving here. And I remember listening to podcasts and I heard people talk about how like sugar isn't bad for you or you need to have it. And I just totally discard that podcast. I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't want that. I need to be healthy, mm-hmm. not have sugar. And then I followed another binging person on Instagram or um, someone kind of like what you have, but a little mm-hmm. different. And mm-hmm. um, I stopped following them because I was like, oh, that's like, they're telling me I can eat any food, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to follow right. you. And then I remember following you and I texted my mom like, hey, um, I reached out to you right away. I told myself, okay, don't think about this. Don't think too much. Just reach out, just talk to them. Mm-hmm. I texted my mom. I was like, should I do this? I don't know anything really about her or anything mm-hmm. like that. I was sick and tired of wasting money on mm-hmm. stuff that I didn't follow through with that I would just waste money on. And then, um, yeah, she was like, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. We'll help you whatever. Like if you feel like you need it, do it. And then that's when I talked to you or contacted you. Awesome. Oh my God. I love your mom. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. I can't speak highly or high enough about her. She's fantastic. A few things um, to bring back up there. Like I would have totally been in the same mindset of the purging thing is a problem that needs to be fixed, but the binging is just who I am or it's just something kind of a bit messed up about me, but it's not like this problem. And I think yeah. that's because I don't know about you, but when I was in high school, we had like a few classes on eating disorders and binge eating was never mentioned ever. It was only the one where you don't eat a lot and it makes you skinny and the one where you throw up. And they were like in my head, so etched in my mind of really bad, like super bad. You have to go to a doctor, you have to go to a hospital, but no one mentions yeah. binge eating and it's so common. And so many people get stuck in that mindset of it's not a problem. It's not something that can be fixed or cured. It's just me right now. Yeah, yep. And I think same with that. I always thought if you had an eating disorder, you had to be super skinny. Mm. And I was looking at myself gaining weight and I was like, okay, this is just disgusting. Like I thought binge eating, if I said it, other people would just think it was gross. And I wasn't skinny enough to be considered having an eating disorder. So true. So true. Yeah. I I always just had in my mind that it was, I was just like this pig who just like would just eat so much at night. Yeah so much shame so much shame and even the shame and the secrecy and your purging as well like going to the Walmart bathroom the gas station even even just the act of having to do that stuff it's just time consuming it's like your evening or whatever it is you're just driving somewhere to do that although my bathroom has never been that clean as it was in college (laughs) because I was so mortified that my roommates would figure out what I was doing so I would clean that thing spotless after oh, yeah. I was <laughs> but, um, but yeah I also think a lot of people can probably resonate with going from that mid early teens body to the college body where things will just mm-hmm. fill out and just become like that adult body and it freaks yeah. people out I remember a part of my journey my parents especially my dad he kept trying to tell me like you're a woman now you you don't have to have that body of that 15 year old or 14 year old or whatever. And I just uh-huh. couldn't, I would not accept it. I was convinced, yeah. you know what? It's the weirdest thing ever. But I remember when I was a teenager, I saw, you know, E channel or E news or whatever that celebrity. Oh yeah. 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 So there was a segment with Holly Berry on it and she was walking through her closet and she, sh- she's like, 
oh, and these jeans, I've had them since I was 14 and I still fit into them. And I was like, my teenage self was like, whoa, that's like amazing. She's in such good shape. And I always, it's the weirdest thing that's stuck in my head. But in those times when I refused to accept my body should get bigger, I was always like, oh, but if Holly Berry can do it, I should do it too. Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) This is so silly. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's crazy what your your brain Mm -hmm. gets stuck into sometimes from those things. Oh yeah. I'm glad you reached out to me and followed your intuition in that that case as well. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Sure. So let people know what the one-to-one program was like for you. I hope you're loving this conversation so far. I just wanted to jump in to let you in on a little something that you're going to love. I'm so excited, so proud to be opening up another group coaching round. This will be the last time in 2021 that I'll be opening it up. It's a 15 week group course called DBE or break up with binge eating. So obviously it's designed to help you do just that, break free from binge eating. And more than that, do that inner healing. So we have long lasting, real results, real change, working on your body image, your beliefs, your self-talk, and more than that, your food relationship, really ensuring that you reach that relaxed, go with the flow, easy relationship with food that you so deserve and dream of. So it's a real combination of the practical, the do, and the inner work, the healing, the woo. So the do and the woo, that's me. It's going to be an incredibly supportive container, such a safe space with women just like you going through the same thing. We've seen amazing, incredible results in the past that I am blown away by, like you women. You guys continue to surprise me and just go beyond what I even expect. So this is definitely for you if you want to never binge again, not even think about binging again. It's out of your vocabulary. You don't want to care about your weight anymore. You just want to go with the flow and not be dictated by that number on the scale every morning. You want to reach real, true intuitive eating, being able to nourish, fuel your body, eat those fun foods that you want, but also take care of your body. If you want to learn to regulate your emotions, cope with those difficult times. So we're not going to food to deal with big emotions. And if you want to build your body confidence, that body love, body acceptance, don't worry, we go deep into that stuff because it is crucial. And if you want to rewire your self-talk, that mental landscape, so it's actually a nice place to live inside your mind. It's actually a nice, supportive, loving place to be. My method is based on not only my own experience, but helping hundreds of women so far heal as well. Clients one-to-one, group coaching, online course, and of course my own coaching certification, plus research that I've done over the years. So this is it, this is the real deal. I'm so excited. So if you are ready to invest, if you feel so cold to this and you're just like, yes, this is for me, I'm in, then scroll down to the show notes because I've got a link there. You can click through, find out all the details, what's included. I share what each module is, pricing, everything. It's all there. So 5th of April, BBE group coaching. Are you in? Let's do this. I would love, love, love to invite you on board. Let people know what the one-to-one program was like for you. I loved it. Um, I remember at first I been like the first few weeks I was binging during it. I think Mm -hmm. I had that anxiousness about it because there's been so many things where 
it was so tricky, like the diets and the giving up something. And that kind of gave my body that anxiety of like, oh yeah. no, I need to binge. But then I remember um, one of the best things is when you were even just going through the thoughts that we had and you made that feel like such a huge step. Like, wow, you're actually noticing the thoughts that you have. And then mm -hmm. at that point I was like, oh, whoa, this is something that I can do. Like, this is me being me. I don't have to be different. I don't mm -hmm. have to go on any diet. It's like, it's not that diet mindset. It's not that same difficulty. Like, yeah, it'll be difficult in different ways, but it's mm -hmm. for your body. It's like at peace with it. So um, then after we talked and met, it became one of those where I loved it. And I would think of everything that I wanted to tell you. And then <laughs> the time came where we would meet and I would just kind of get it all off my chest. Mm -hmm. And um, it was great meeting because there wasn't any stress. And it was the meetings that we had is what I was working on for my life. Meaning when we meet, I didn't care, you know, what I looked like. I mm -hmm. didn't care about my body. Like I just loved, accepted who I was. It was great. And then that's what the goal was for um, me in life, like going yeah. around. So true. Like, transfer what we do in that those 30 minutes just be like that in your daily life yeah yep going back to the first point that you brought up around the first few weeks you binged all that anxiety was kind of kicked up in your system I heard a similar sentiment from someone who did my group coaching last year and she said she was also kind of freaked out at the start because any time in the past when you've been trying to fix your binging it's always been a big change that you've been trying to make and it always led to failure. That's why you were still yeah. stuck with the binge eating. So it's kind of yeah. like this link in your mind that kind of freaks you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember when I was doing it, I had signed up before. It was so stupid. I found this thing where you could make money from losing mm -hmm. weight. So I was mm -hmm. like, this will get me to do it. Oh my and God, I've done that too. <laughs> so much money. And then I was, it's like different levels of weight you have to lose. And I was like, I'm going all out. I'm putting the big levels. I think I've yeah. only told my boyfriend about this and I was mortified <laughs> to tell him. Yeah. But um, anyways, and then at the end, when you lose that much weight, you get a certain amount of money back. Well, I was like two pounds from losing all the weight because I didn't eat like the full day before I had to weigh myself. Mm -hmm. So then I put socks under the scale because if the scale's on carpet, it weighs lighter. <laughs> And then I started getting freaked out that it would take away like my basketball scholarship or something like this. So I couldn't accept the money. So I lost like $600 in this whole mm. thing, trying to make money, losing weight. So that's what my brain was thinking about the whole time I was signing up for years. Is yeah. Like that. Oh my God. That is so crazy. I bet so many people are like, I've done that. I've done that too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it too. Like I, I even convinced my parents. I was like, will you guys give me like, a hundred dollars per this much weight that I lose to motivate me like please I need help I just I was so obsessed and they were like you know they didn't know any better they're just like okay if this is gonna make her happy we'll just try to help her yeah. but yeah that's just wild and um it's yeah also interesting that you said that the program is it's basically about returning to you it's not trying to change mm -hmm. you into a different like more motivated or disciplined person it's just like come back to you and what you really want yeah. who you really are. Yeah, for sure. It is so nice. And especially like that kind of inner child working with the higher self and those things mm -hmm. put together. It is just the true, happy, 
um, you that you don't have to be apologetic for or anything or shameful of. It's just mm -hmm. you that you're happy with. Yeah. On the one-to-one -one program, obviously it's not all butterflies and rainbows. What was <laughs> the hardest part for you? Definitely it started digging down to body image. Mm. I think that I, when I first went in, I didn't think, I thought that the hardest thing would be to stop eating so much. But I think once I allowed myself to eat so much, then it got into the weight. Now I'm gaining weight because obviously it was the first time that my body could just freely eat. Mm -hmm. And then that was like, oh no, is this going to keep going up? What's going to happen? Um, so that was definitely a challenge, but I love, and I still do it every day is that mirror thing where every mm -hmm. time you see the mirror, think about something positive about yourself. And that kind of forces me to see the good that makes me up and work with mm -hmm. my body and be thankful for my body type thing. But definitely during the whole transition, um, just understanding that the weight gain was just my body's way of working through this. And it was something mm -hmm. that my body needed at that time, but that was a struggle for me to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. I bet a lot of people have felt that in the journey as well. I've so many clients have been through that same part of the journey and it seems to be one of the hardest parts of, and it's obvious why, because what got us into this mess to begin with is we kind of got a bit too obsessed about our body and our weight and trying to lose weight. So then it's almost, I think I saw a phrase somewhere on social media that in recovery, the only way out is through, like just back through basically what you were fighting in the first place. Yeah, that makes sense. And what was the best part of the journey? The best part of the journey, I think, is just accepting me. Like mm -hmm. um, everything we worked on was just, it's okay to not suck in. It's okay mm -hmm. to let my tummy breathe. It's okay to be who I am. It's okay to eat the foods that I want. It's okay to like when we were mimicking um, someone else, maybe this was your podcast that I got this, but mm -hmm. um, looking at someone else, all that they're eating and copy them for a day or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's fine. That was the best part is just yeah. being okay with me, not having to stress about working out, not having to stress about changing my eating plans tomorrow or starting something different, just being mm -hmm accepting me and listening to the little thoughts in my head I yeah. love that I loved listening to those yeah that is an interesting one mm -hmm. um I, I feel like the acceptance piece is so important because when we're stuck in like the binge diet roller coaster space it's just fighting like resisting always fighting all the time mm -hmm. and like battling yourself and seeing like the binge as this monster and coming up with like new plans and new weight loss goals and it's just this constant resistance instead of just, oh, you know, we can actually just chill out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And not worry about what other people think. That was mm. a huge thing that I loved also, because I'm such a big people pleaser, but it's mm -hmm. the whole, who cares? They can mm -hmm. care less if I'm 10 pounds heavier. And right. Not. Like, right. why am I trying to worry about that? Yeah. So true. So true. And share with us then what were the tools that helped you most like three to five tools that were just the biggest game changers um well I already talked about the mirror one I think that mm -hmm. was a huge one just the positive thoughts I think a big one for me is the idea of safety like I'm mm -hmm. safe to be in my body I'm safe to eat these foods um 
just constantly going back to that, that it's a safe thing. Your body is safe to do these things. And then kind of along with that, um, having those conversations in your head with your thoughts being mm-hmm. um, like, if something is going on, it's just your body trying to protect you. That mm-hmm. was really big for me. So instead of me fighting against my body, it was, okay, what is this thought? Okay. It's talking about how I'm gaining weight. Why is it here? Oh, it's trying to protect me. Like mm-hmm. that's how my brain had been wired from everything that went on in the past few years of my life. It's not anything negative. It's not something I need to be getting mad about. It's something I mm-hmm. need to notice and then work through with it. So that was huge. I also, another tool I loved kind of going back to the mirror was just sitting in front of the mirror for like that five minutes um, yeah. with like your sports bra or something mm-hmm. on. So you are um, very clear to the mirror and you just look at your body. And then mm-hmm. like you're saying, you kind of, it's like, okay, well, that's cool. Now I'm sick of um, kind of tearing myself down. Yeah. Like this is my body. It's what I am and it's what holds me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The safety piece. That's so interesting because I only learned about that like a year and a half ago. I didn't know that through my recovery journey, but I've used it myself to like solidify where I'm at and anything that creeps back in to bring me like those thoughts of like, maybe you shouldn't have this or whatever. The safety technique is so helpful. And as you said, it's almost like the the controlling obsessive thoughts, the critical thoughts, they're almost trying to convince you that they're trying to keep you safe, but, mm-hmm. and like, yes, it's understandable what they're trying to do, but ultimately like you don't need that to be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really cool. Sure. Very cool. And um, yeah, the sitting in the mirror thing. That's an interesting one. It's, we, we like, we usually stand there, we point out what we hate and then we leave mm-hmm. and then we just like, We've been affected our feelings you know we're feeling worse about ourselves but we never just stand there until it's so neutralized that there's yeah nothing to do but just be like oh okay just acceptance yeah. like this is it this is my body right yeah. and it goes through stages because at first like you're saying it's the oh pick this out pick that out mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like the okay this is kind of awkward i'm still in front of the mirror yeah. and then it's kind of just nothing like okay here i am yeah. look at me that's awesome yeah, exactly. I'm curious to know, I'm sure everyone else is curious as well. What does life look like now? It's been, what, I think like a month and a half since you finished. Something yeah. Like um, I love who I am right now. I think it's carried over also into my teaching so much, just mm-hmm. the whole, um, also taking that away from that perfectionism thing. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to not be perfect. I think now, especially working with the age group I work with, I'm so Mm -hmm. eager to show my vulnerability as far as not try to be the perfect skinny athletic, whatever vision Mm -hmm. I used to have, but to expose that normal is okay because I see other people going into those middle school ages, going into the high school ages and growing up and with me, my focus is gone a lot to that because I'm like, oh man, I don't want them to get um, into that whole mm-hmm. aspect that life is about being um, skinny and looking the certain way and everything. So I think it's been so great. And I'm so glad I was able to teach during this time where I was going through this myself because um, now it's like, oh, 
I want to share this. Like, I don't have that embarrassment anymore. I used to be so, so, so embarrassed by everything. And now instead of being embarrassed, it's more at the point where I've overcome this. I've learned so much from it for binge eating and for my whole life, all these Mm -hmm. skills go on to, and I want to be able to help others or expose them in helping them could just be being that example and being who I am unconditionally and, um, showing that you don't have to be that perfect in your Mm -hmm. brain, perfect human. Mm. That's so cool. That's awesome. And how about, um, food wise, how's the binging? How's your food relationship? Food is great. I have such a good relationship with it now. Like, uh, yesterday was Valentine's day and I made cookies and chocolate covered, um, Mm -hmm. strawberries and pretzels with my boyfriend and honestly, I didn't even think about how much of those I ate until now. It was just in the moment. Yeah. You enjoy it. We had a nice salmon dinner and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for my body, and we talked about this a lot during our one-on-one, but it got to the point where I was so free with my body that I started feeling just yuck. Like my body Mm -hmm. needed more Mm -hmm. healthy foods, not to, um, have the certain look, but more, Mm to feel good. And I think I've gotten to that point now where I'll have good foods that I enjoy eating that Mm -hmm. make me feel good and foods that I know my body likes to be energetic and all that, but I can still eat whatever I want. I can still eat dessert if I want. And that doesn't phase me, which is amazing. Mm, That's the dream. That's the dream. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you got, you got through that journey and come out the other side. And now you're I think that's like the best place to be where you're so able to take care of your body in a well-intentioned way. And it's not coming from a place of control or criticism or yeah, trying to be this like skinny person or whatever, but it's just like, this is what actually feels good for my, for my body. And also I'm totally happy to have cake as well. Yeah. And there's no guilt or whatever. And it's just such a cool place to be. Yeah, definitely. And I think still, um, there I'll come up with that critic of my body. Like that mm-hmm. still pops in, but it's so nice to have like the tools to notice it and then kind of walk it through. And I think that's something that everyone will always have um, mm-hmm. is someone like those random thoughts, like, Ooh, yeah. Um, something like that, but being able to stop, realize, okay, well today I'm my body image day might be not be mm-hmm. as good as yesterday, but um, using the tools to get through that has been really helpful. That's great because I remember for you as well, it was almost like when you'd have a bad body image week or like moment that would trigger then the restriction and binging. So yeah. for you, it was like that's why the body image was like the biggest part. Cause like if you can heal that and be in a really good place, or as you said, have the tools so you can nip it in the bud before it gets yeah. out of control, then that's very powerful place to be in yes for sure and okay let's say you could meet with yourself like four or five months ago or when you were in a dark kind of spiral what would you tell her now probably that that doesn't define her Mm. Um, this isn't something that defines you because I think that was totally the this is who I am type thing. This is just what's Mm -hmm. always going to happen to me. Like I would go somewhere and just obsess about food. So I think I would tell her like, that's not who you are. And there is a way to get out of that. Like there's a way to um, 
become who you actually are and love the life that you actually want to love and eat out when you want to eat out and do any of that stuff. So definitely you can define your own life. The binge Mm. eating doesn't define your life. Mm, So true. So true. I feel like a lot of us get so stuck in labels, whatever it is, like Mm. perfectionists, anxious person, binge eater. And then the more you have that label, the more your brain like seeks evidence to confirm it. Like, oh yeah, I did it because I am a binge eater. Like, what can I do? That's just who I am. And it keeps you so stuck. Yes, for sure. How are, what are you focusing on now to maybe further improve things or what are you working on basically within yourself? I still think um, like the body image something or Mm -hmm. the body image thing is one that I am working on doing and working on um, continually accepting that and going through that. Um, I think the other thing is the people pleaser working with that as far as I'm now I'm comfortable with myself. I'm comfortable with my body when I'm around close people like my family, Mm -hmm. my boyfriend, I'm comfortable with how I look or something like that. But I think what I want to keep working on is doing that for the public eye, Mm -hmm. like Instagram posts, not having to have this perfect looking me, not having to worry about, I guess, um, likes or anything. I've never been that Mm -hmm. concerned about, but just being able to be totally myself mm. publicly and um if that makes sense you know what I'm saying yeah, so sure. it's okay especially like if summer comes up I've been thinking about that that's something that I don't want to be mm-hmm. hiding or I don't want to be cautious about the swimming suit or anything with others mm-hmm. I just want to be completely me and allow others to see that and prove to myself that I don't need others approval and prove to myself that no one's going to look at me differently that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I feel like it's all happening in perfect timing. Like you got the tools of the past few months. Now you've got time to practice it. And then summer, it's just going to be like super easy to move. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A summer not stressing about this stuff. I can't imagine it. It's going to be fantastic. Yes. Yes. It's funny because when I first started my Instagram, my business one, um, I was like trying to be so perfect. Like the first few times I did like, stories where my face was you know I was talking to the camera I redid it like 50 times like the same minute I was like it's gonna be perfect the (laughs) angle the lighting like everything but then the more that I like obviously I have to like every day that I just normalize it so much and so any day I've never had it I would have back then when I started like if I had like my skin was bad that week or something I just wouldn't have gone on camera or I would have used a filter or something but now I'm just like it's good like just show up like no one cares (laughs) yeah exactly it's so true it's so less stressful to just not worry about that Mm -hmm. you choose the things that are big enough to worry about and that's just not one of them for sure well it was super cool to talk to you and hear all about your story and what's worked and how things are for you now I'm just so happy for you and proud like you've come so far it's so cool to see let people know where they can find you whether it's Instagram or whatever it is yeah um I mean thank you so much for having me and all that you've done it's been absolutely amazing I loved everything we went through um I'm on Instagram I honestly don't even know my name I can pop I can pop it in the show notes if you want Okay, yeah, I'm not a big Instagram person. I think I just have like some friends and family on there. But 
you never know someone might have resonated with your story and just wants to message you and be like hey there you go I did sports in, high, in college too and you know yeah absolutely I'd love talking to anyone cool awesome well thank you so much for your time and for choosing me to be that person to help you along your journey even though you've been you know knocked down by so many people and so many programs and everything so I'm so honored that you chose me yeah well thank you so much I'm glad I did thank you and thank you to everyone for tuning in and that's the scoop for today I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life If you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life, change someone's day, change their mood or even their life, be that person. I know I love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me that she's really thinking of me and wants to help me elevate my life alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at at freewithbreed. I'm always open to feedback, so let me know what you want me to speak about, what you love, what you want less of. This podcast is for you, after all. Last but not least, here's how to win a one-hour, one-to-one session with me. Enter my monthly draw by sharing this episode or any of the episodes you've enjoyed, whether it's on your stories or on a post, and just make sure to tag me at Free With Breed. Simple as that. Okay. That's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I will see you next time.